Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Peter Dowd of theirishgarden.com uh, joining me this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well and you're very welcome uh, to the programme. OK, Lorraine is in with a question. She wants to spruce up her garden with some colour. They have a family wedding in June. What can they plant now that will give them colour in the garden in June? I hate these questions because <laughs> you're always put put under pressure that if it doesn't flower in June for the wedding, you're in trouble. Um, and nature being nature, it's 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 always hard to say exactly. I mean, well, your best bet, uh, and this isn't sidestepping the question, but or maybe it is, but your best bet is actually visit your local garden centre a month beforehand because then you're kind of guaranteed that stuff that's coming into bloom will be in bloom. Failing that, you could, I'm just trying to think, June, like the, the bulk of, of um, all the summer bedding would be out. So if you really just want to... to to um, really just give it a shot of colour. It is summer bedding, which does mean a trip to the garden centre, certainly not before May. Start of May, you could fill your garden with with pots of um, petunias, geraniums, fuchsias, all the summer flowers. And they're probably what's going to give you the best impact and and the best for the photos. Um, You could, it's not too late to plant some alliums. Uh, Alliums will be in flower. If you plant them now, you probably get late May, June out of them. what else? Your perennials, most of the perennials, uh, maybe lupins would be in flower. Uh, a lot of the perennials are later, you see. Um, lupins, what else would be in flower? Maybe some delphiniums would be in flower. Uh, so your earlier perennials would be in flower for June. Uh, but I think really to give the best, best impact, you're looking at summer bedding. Yeah, and you can do that then in the weeks coming up to it. Yeah, correct. And you could start planting from any time from kind of end of April, start of May yeah. onwards. And just on an aside, and but it's relevant to this point, is um, that uh, there was a study, studies have been done in the UK, and I imagine that it'll be the, the results will be very similar in Ireland, where, but where they, they studied over 430,000 pieces of data in terms of flowering periods of plants. So everything from your, your, your herbaceous perennials, shrubs, trees. And they found that now, in well, in 2019, I think, that uh, the flowering period for all plants on average is 32 days earlier than what it was pre-1986. Now, you and I both remember pre-1986 very well, so it's not that long ago. Uh, and things are now flowering over a month earlier, which doesn't sound like anything, Trish, except it makes those questions harder to answer. But, but um, That's climate the, if, change, if the insects isn't it? are out of sync. Pardon? That's climate change. Yeah, well, it, well... I, I would imagine so. Yes, yeah. it, it has to be climate change, and and you see, if the insects are like the bees and the pollinators are out of sync, if they can't adapt quickly enough, then 
they risk extinction. Plus, food crops, like if, if for example, if, if your apple orchard, uh, it, it flowers a month earlier and then it gets a late frost and it's been poorly pollinated because the bees aren't out, well, then that's wiped out. It's it's quite quite worrying, really. Mm. And actually, talking of the insects out of a sink, it kind of ties in with Tom as a question saying to cut the grass or not to cut the grass. I saw a piece by Aineny Launa, you know, the environmentalist, and she yeah, was saying to yeah. people, don't be in a rush to get out there and cut the grass. She cited in particular the dandelions and the first dandelions of the season and to allow them to flower for the bees. And I would 100% agree with her, 100%. We need to, we need to kind of recalibrate our, our perception of what is beautiful. Instead of looking at dandelions as, as a weed to be killed at, at any uh, expense, we need to start seeing them as something beautiful that are sustaining life and sustaining the bees who in turn sustain us. So, yeah, I would totally agree. Uh, I don't mind cutting the grass because the dandelions will, will come up quite quickly, but, but certainly don't kill off, don't be using any garden chemicals on the lawn to kill off what we call weeds and or what sorry what the marketing companies call weeds uh, don't be using weed killers to kill off dandelions let them flower uh, and yes absolutely let the grass go a bit longer during those periods when the dandelions are in flower because they're a vital food source for, for bees. She also had a pop off my favourite flowers, daffodils and told us that don't be, <laughs> don't be planting daffodils or tulips that they don't they have no pollen. Well, she's right. They they may as well, unfortunately, be artificial to the bees. That, that's not 100% true. Your species tulips and your species daffodils, which tend not to be the ones we buy, uh, they aren't. But uh, to the best of my knowledge, rather, they're not. But I know that, the, the, unfortunately, yes, the, the classic yellow daffodil that we all love is, <laughs> is, is useless to bees. Yeah. OK, Kitty has two camellias. One is pink, one is white. They are beginning to flower now. But she says the flowers only last a few days. Then they turn what she describes as a foxy brown colour and they drop off. She's wondering what is causing that to happen to her camellias. I would be ninety percent. I'd be ninety nine percent sure that what is happening here is those camellias are are in the wrong aspect. Now, what that means, Trish, they're they're relatively easy to grow camellias. They're a stunning evergreen plant with these beautiful flowers. But what what happens is they they set their flower buds last autumn for opening up this spring. Okay. Now, if the plant is facing south or east and, and facing the early morning sun. What happens over the winter period, though it hasn't happened much this winter, is we get frosts and we get cold spells. And the, the, the early morning sun, even if it's dew as the flower is opening, it's shining. It's really, it's just burning it. It's, it's discoloring it. So it's, it's, it's thawing it out too quickly. Uh, and what happens is this brown colour uh, on, on the flowers. And unfortunately, particularly the white camellias tend to be that bit earlier flowering than the pink and reds. And the earlier, the, then the more vulnerable they are, the more at risk they are. So I suspect that if she looks, her camellias are probably facing east or south and, and the sun is too severe for them. Ask Peter, please, can I set strawberries now and which is the best one to buy? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm laughing because what's the best is personal, but but yes, you can plant them now. Absolutely, you can plant them in tubs or pots or in the open ground. Um, look for maybe Cambridge favourite. Cambridge favourite is an old-fashioned variety at this stage, but it, it is, as the name suggests, it's my favourite. It's a really nice one. But but in truth, anything that you get in 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 your local garden centre uh, should be good. Um, but do try and if you can find Cambridge favourite, it's worth going. Okay, but a listener in Mid Cork wants to know: Would Peter know where this person can buy living green compost in Mid Cork? Um, it's a compost that I use myself, but I get it directly from the the 
the manufacturer, if you like, and they're up in, I think, Monaghan. Um, it's it's an excellent compost. It's it's made from your friends, the the, the earthworms, Trish, the, yeah. the the worm castings, and it, it's a brilliant, brilliant compost, a probiotic compost. Um, I do, the short answer is I don't. I'm sorry, I don't know where you, where you'll get it locally, but I imagine any garden centre that's listening that has it give a ring and I'm sure you'll give them a free plug that they that they have it because it is a compost worth getting uh, it, it's based as I say on worm casts Okay, but living, I can't answer living it to, green to if, anybody, if anybody knows where it's on sale or spotted on sale let us know Eileen has black spots at the end of, of her apples is there anything we can put on the trees to prevent it happening this year or oh, obviously it happened last year anything to prevent black yeah, spot yeah. on apples yeah. it's going to be a fungal spot uh, so it's obviously a fungal infection so what you want to do, there's several things you can do. Now, it, where are we? It's gone too late, really, for pruning the apples. But the, the first the first uh, plan of attack would be to kind of give them, a, a, a depending on the size, but a lighter or more severe pruning to remove any of that diseased growth in the tree. However, it's probably throughout the tree. Now, the, the, the good news is it's very unlikely to damage the tree long term uh, and the fruit would also be OK. It just discolors. However, at the time of bud burst, which is when they probably around now, really, Trish, when the when the buds are just coming back into leaf, they've been dormant all winter, they're just coming back into leaf. That's the time to drench the plant with um, a solution of copper sulfate and water, which is my go to fungicide, as you know, it's my go to. It's the one I have in the shed and it's what I use as preventative for all these fungal infections. Now, don't use it willy nilly. It's copper sulfate. It is licensed for use or certified for use in organic uh, gardening. However, under license. Now, what that are under guidance. So what that means is that you can use it, but it's about once a year really is maximum. So it's not something you go out with and start spraying every week or every month or anything like it. Put it on at the right time, which is when those leaves are opening up. Um, so probably another couple of weeks yet, but not too too much later, I would say. Um, we drench it on it and it works very well as preventative. Okay, because Ronan is in, in a scar. He's probably his apatries as well. He's got canker. How does he get rid of canker? Well, canker is a whole, a whole different kettle of fish, I'm afraid. Canker is... is it's it's you know it's fatal for the tree unfortunately however depending on the age of the tree and where the canker is will determine how how we treat it so in other words if you see signs of canker which is kind of splitting of the bark and gnarly growth um if you see it on just a few of the kind of peripheral stems it's quite easy to just prune them off okay uh, it'll be a bacterial canker with with apple trees so if you see it just prune it off however if it's on the main trunk of the tree obviously you can't prune that off because you're cutting down the whole tree there's nothing you can do in that situation all, all i would suggest is you don't have to remove the tree however it will spread so that's a, that's a decision to make it for each individual um, and the reason I say you don't have to remove it is because it will reduce the vigour of the tree and in time that tree will die but that in time could be 10, 20, 30 years it'll just be fading so unless you're growing commercially I wouldn't be overly concerned about it um, try and maintain good growing conditions uh, in, the, in the tree itself so allow good air circulation make sure there isn't any crossing branches uh, that are rubbing against each other to allow, allow canker spores to get in um, so if it's on the outer branches, prune them off. If it's on the main trunk, I'm afraid there's very little you can do. Okay, May and a couple of other people want to know, is it too late to prune roses? No, it's not too late. I think it's a question we had last week as well, Trish, because I, I, I'll always go with roses if, if it's better to do it late than not at all. So uh, roses will always respond well in the coming season to a pruning. So 
Um, no, I, I normally don't. In fact, I don't have mine, all of mine done. I try to have them done by the end of February. So anytime really between November and February. But again, because our winters now are so mild, that'll come back to bite me, I'm sure. But <laughs> because our winters are so mild, we do tend to have roses in bloom throughout the winter, yeah. not in full flower, but with a couple of flowers on them. Uh, so enjoy them during the winter, but but do get them pruned back before the end of this month. I would yeah, say, yeah, I I had one on I had a, pe- a gorgeous uh, peach one on Christmas Day because it's a set of rose, it and it was it was great. It made, really made me smile. Johnny's in Kildallery. They set a lawn about two years ago. He says he's describing it as swift grass growing through. He said it's like wild grass. It's coming through the lawn and it's spoiling the look of the new lawn. Anything to get rid of it? Short answer, I'm afraid, is no. No, they're like the, the, there's nothing you can do really except maybe start again. Uh, and I'm sorry, that's not. I know that's not the answer he wants to hear. But when you get uh, uh, one of the wild grasses taking over, really, you've just got to dig it out and start again and d- dig it out and start again, I'm afraid. And would that just come in with the seeds or would it come in with the, the topsoil? It could come in any any which way. It could come in with the top, most likely with the topsoil. But yeah, you do need to be careful with the seed you're getting. Uh, but it could have come in with the topsoil, bird droppings, anything, and then it'll just spread like wildfire through the lawn. Okay, best of luck, Johnny. Hopefully it's not too big a lawn. Okay, we'll leave it there. We'll chat again next week. Uh, Peter, thank you for that. Thanks, Trish. Talk then. And have a good week. That is uh, Peter Dowdle, uh, the Irish Gardener. Doc- cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.